Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Hooked, the podcast where we give you all the plot hooks that you'll ever need in your role-playing games. And this is the first episode that we've had to record in mostly isolation. I am your host, Ainsley Weber, here in the studio with my sole studio friend, Old Maddie. Old Maddie is back. And in isolation, across the internets, we have none other than Dom Gilfoyle. Names are for friends. You can call me Stranger. We, we all have... lost our names after the fall. <laughs> uh, we lost more than our names. Stranger and uh, Big Thick Kobold. Wearing toilet paper armor with a shotgun pointed at the door. I'm feeling good. Where did you get the toilet paper, mate? Jesus. You're the fucking richest kobold in the world. <laughs> yeah, you selfish hoarder. I need some. <laughs> it was, it was, it belonged to the dragon he serves. Okay, so what we do here, and we will continue to do here, is make some plot hooks for you to use in your games if you wish. Now, I know all of you actually better than I I think I want to, so we won't do a getting to know you question this week. We're just going to get straight into the episode. This is highly unorthodox. I'll let it slide because Tully's not here. You best watch (laughs) yourself though, (laughs) counsellor. The Magic the Gathering card that we're going to be taking inspiration from for our hooks today is called Lord of Atlantis. And it is a red, yellow and purple coloured merman with like an eel tail instead of a fish tail. Hmm. And a wicked sick mohawk. And a wicked and an eight pack. Let's not forget about the eight pack. Okay. Yeah, it's weird how his like his his abs kind of turn into like a like a ribbing on a snake sort of thing. It's really kind of unsettling. I like him, I like him a lot. Mm. Mm. I, I'm I imagined that you would. And the word <laughs> that we are working with is ambition. So the way that we're going to give you these hooks today is we're going to take turns uh, delivering our hooks first as the pledge, which is just the seed of the idea, the basic idea of what we're doing. Then we'll go around and we will turn and turning it into something kind of more fleshed out, more interesting that you can put into your games. And then finally, with the prestige, we will tell you how we think that you could put it in your games and present it with your players and make a game out of it. So who would like to go first. No one. I'll go first. Oh, okay. Darcy's going first. Okay, so here's my idea. Um, you arrive at 
uh, the palace. Uh, I like, let's go with the mermaid theme. I don't think I've done many underwater themes, but you arrive at this like beautiful ornate mermaid palace. And you walk up the, you know, jeweled steps past the fountains and into the great hall and then like trumpets sound and um, everyone kind of claps or whatever. And then walking out is the king uh, and the king is just like uh, a regular dude wearing like uh, like a bath robe uh, with this beautiful staff stretches up like twice as high as him, ornate and jeweled. And he's just kind of like, well, what's up? Hey, everybody. Hey. Uh, uh, yep. And that's it. Okay. So that's the start. The that's it. Hey, the name's Jonathan Explosion. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> so your, your, your pledge. All, yeah. Your pledge right, it's is a magic item as well. Okay, yeah, okay. So your pledge is a king in a bathrobe with a very magnificent staff. Yeah, it's magnificent staff, but he just looks bland AF. Okay, like, he's so... not really wearing. He's got a shirt with like uh, ramen stains on it, and so like he's, he's Shibu Shemi as and... God in Miracle Workers. <laughs> exactly. So maybe like... like those bear shoes. Yeah. You know those bear. Yeah, slippers? yeah. The so Wizard Lord of is... Bed Bath and Beyond. This this, this isn't. A... This isn't a mer person. Oh, I no, think he was doing a mer people. He's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, there we go. I'll it. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So, so, so we have have uh, the average king, and and who would like to go next? May I go next? You, you, you may. So I imagine the party gets to the underwater city via some sort of elaborate and really kind of impressively technological kind of elevator or portal kind of system. And going through this system, they think, okay, they're going to go into a really high-tech kind of society. But no, the underwater city is quite humble. It's very kind of simple. And the only kind of remarkable thing about this pretty bland medieval city under the, under the sea is that above it, it, like in the water kind of, I don't know, like channels above, there's these people kind of patrolling always and keeping people in check. There's a curfew. It's a tyranny. And, of course, you're introduced to uh, the, the lord of this plane, of this of this area. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, he seems like a pretty, pretty uh, stern character. Okay, so we have a, an underwater medieval city ruled over by a stern character. With his legion of... He's a merman. He's and his legion of people. Keeping Ugh. the society in check. Uh, people, am I right? Okay, all right. Dom, what is your pledge? Okay, so the party has been has been summoned to again the capital of the Mer people, an underwater city of some resplendence, uh, because the king of the Mer people has recently died, and there is something of a crisis of succession happening. Not so much that there isn't an available heir; there is an available heir but he's a warmonger and the the people like the more wise and he's like he's, he's completely unsuited he's a warmonger he's very impulsive everyone involved is a bit like how about this we really don't want this guy to be the next king of mm-hmm. the people there is another heir but he is a great a great many leagues away he's like six months journey right now and they need like they can't reasonably stall the election that long um but and I do say election because there is actually a loophole that would allow an outsider to contest the ascendancy of this heir, and it is through the the only way to do it is by besting the heir apparent in the ancient art of dance. 
Okay, so dance off for the throne. Underwater dance? Underwater dance. Is this dance yeah. against mad people? <laughs> yes, I mean, the, and it was going to be part of the play, like part of the next step, but it is like clarified they are mer people and presumably the past year are humans, or so not a uh, humanoid, but mm. the dance is underwater, so it is like elegant swimming. Ooh, ah. it's like a synchronized swimming kind of Something like routine. that, yeah. Okay, and so the and so so your party has to best the heir apparent in this dance off so that they yeah. can assume the well, throne and give it to the new one when Yeah, like the I again it's a bit of a long pledge, but the idea I had was that um like there is a loophole that would allow like you you like look at the backstories of your characters and be like, Okay, we can say that this one or maybe this one has in some way he has the right quote unquote yeah. to challenge but everyone involved is like look you're not going to be king this will just lead to a lengthy legal dispute <laughs> and like it's just going to stall things for as long as it takes for the more level-headed and measured heir to arrive from his journeys far away fair okay all right okay so we have we have our three pledges um all very interesting and similar, I will say. So we'll, I, I'm imagining that we might have some crossover. So shall we go back to Darcy or Big Thick Kobold? Um, Hell yeah! To Hell turn yeah. your average average king with a magnificent staff. Uh, okay. So <laughs> um, the king who has a name, uh, let's call him uh, Megan. Okay. I'm trying to think of a bland name, Megan. Anyway, Megan's like, um, okay, everyone, uh, clear out, get out of here. And everyone goes, uh, he's like, oh, except for you guys. And then, um, I don't know, you can either just hang out with Megan for a bit or, um, you know, you'd go like, oh, I want, I want me that stuff because it looks so beautiful and nice. Anyway, one way or another, either Megan just gives it to you because he's like, oh, it's okay, I'm just going to watch TV. Or you fight him for it, and he's an incredible warrior. Like, amazing. Um, and it's like the fight of your life to get it off him. Uh, but somehow you <laughs> Okay, end up with Darcy, Darcy, let me interrupt you. You just said, so there's two options. Either he just gives it to you because, like, uh, whatever, I'm going to watch TV. Or he's a magnificent fighter who's never lost in his life, and you yep. have to somehow <laughs> overcome him to take it from him. That's right. Okay, so one of those two. You gotta, you gotta pick your days. <laughs> anyway, well, let me get to this, this bit. So you get, <laughs> you get the spear, um, and it's great. You know, like uh, it changes like size to fit wherever you are, um, uh, and you know, it, it's, it performs pretty well. Uh, and as, as you guys go on your adventures, it's a great weapon. Things are going pretty good, uh, but slowly, a uh, little bit by little bit. Uh, you start losing interest in things, um, like whatever it is you're passionate about. You like maybe you start wearing like more bland clothing. Um, you uh, throw away your other weapons. Uh, you'd rather stay at home than go out and fight. Um, I see. And I, I think I might put in my. Oh yeah, go on. It's a toxic relationship that you have with the weapon. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and actually, I think I'm going to give away my twist here because I think I'd like your help in my last section. Um, but, but, but my twist is, because it's pretty obvious by this stage, is that um, the spear has ambition and it saps the ambition out of the holder. Um, so that the, the spear becomes more mag like magnificent and amazing over the years it's passed down. But whoever takes it just gets completely turned bland, boring, without ambition. I see. I dig that. <laughs> Uh, well, then I think it would make sense that the king would 
would give you his spear because he just doesn't have any ambition anymore. Or, or does he summon the last little bit to put up a fight? <laughs> the fight of your life. <laughs> the fight of your life. Uh, okay. Like, eh. Oh, I don't want it. So the real trick is finding when his favorite show is on and then yes. asking him then because then he won't, want to cr- <laughs> he won't want those worlds to cross over. Or you go, or if he's holding the spear, you go, oh, wouldn't you rather be holding uh, two bags of popcorn? And you go, oh, yeah, okay. And he just yes, gives it to you yes, to hold. <laughs> okay, okay, well, Matthew, let's let's go back onto, onto yours. All right, so I have named uh, my tyrannical king merman, mm-hmm. uh, Lord Calico. Lord Calico. Yeah, and his mer legions. Uh, keeping pre- things pretty tight, you know, and if people show any kind of thing out of line, including artistic expression that doesn't conform, they disappear. So naturally, a resistance kind of makes contact with you because you're the new hardy adventurers on the block. Mm-hmm. And you explore the city a bit more and under, like, say, what you'd imagine, like, Lond- the land- London shantytown... Uh, you start finding simultaneously ancient but unheard of technologies and stuff. And your underground resistance that you build contacts with and build trust with, you kind of amass this, this like, hit um, unknown tech mm-hmm. and start preparing for your big kind of uh, uprising. Okay. So, King Coleco. Mm-hmm. And you're going to uprise against him. Yes. Using forbidden technology. Indeed. Okay, and Dom. All right, so as you've already seen up till now with there being like a weird loophole which allows everyone to, uh, which allows an out one of your party members due to some quirk of the vassary to be eligible to challenge for the throne and for the fact that this is probably going to lead to some sort of legal kerfuffle um, if, the, uh, if the outsider wins. We've already established that there. this isn't a society that likes rules and it likes kind of pushing at the boundaries of those rules and having these weirdly ornate specificities. So that's one of the ways that you, your party member could earn some extra points in this dance-off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is, again, it's an underwater-like, you know, synchronised swimming, but only one person, like very, like, sw- like spinning and turning <laughs> and... So- Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Doing all this weird stuff that comes more naturally to a person. Was it Was but- it in the first or the second of the prequel Star Wars movies where they had like a, <laughs> a weird bubble... That's opera dance the, thing. The, oh, that, I think that's in the third. The opera dance. <laughs> exactly when he's oh yeah, him, yeah. Did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? That one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's revenge. Yeah, that's it. It's in the third. Um, anyway, so like, yeah, that's that's a sort of vibe. So <laughs> perhaps that perhaps your party member can get ahead a bit with some technicalities. You can talk to different advisors and stuff and learn about the ways that people have won this competition in the past, or. Perhaps that you perhaps they can do it on dexterity alone, and they can 
and try to learn and do, do it legitimately or perhaps they go with uh, there's another advisor that says you know people are keen for a different kind of leader they're keen for something new so maybe they can do it in a more bold and strength based way so there's a dip there's a few different ways they can approach this challenge mm-hmm. the challenge being an underwater dance battle to be king <laughs> of course um, we just need to be very clear it's an yes. underwater dance battle to be king yes <laughs> yes of course <laughs> and like yeah uh, so yeah it's basically uh uh, probably like maybe a session long sort of uh or you can training this montage into a basically <laughs> sorry it's a session long training montage yeah like yeah. Or, or maybe maybe you can do a bit more intrigue maybe there's a like a way you can find some dirt on this uh on your opponent that sort of thing it's the sort you of you have to track of... down the the current heirs old old dance trainer who, oh, who I, spurned yeah. in his youth. I just it's, can't <laughs> swim anymore. It's like Dance Academy he's a, he's meets Rocky. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's that's the vibe of that whole that sequence. Yeah. Uh, and what what are we what are we calling this this um, battle? Uh, but it's it's the enchantment under the sea dance off. Oh, I love enchantment it. <laughs> under of the sea dance. Of course. <laughs> Yes, wonderful. All right, okay, so those are our turns. Those are our names. We have King Megan, the unambitious, King Coleco, the tyrannical, and the uprising against him, and we have the enchantment under the sea dance off. All right, this is, I, I, less crossover than I was imagining, so let's go straight back to Darcy for the prestige of King Megan, the unambitious. Yeah, don't you feel silly, Zane. <laughs> I've kind of prematurely Meganed, so uh, I don't know. I guess like, how do we get these people in here? Well, I think it's we, what we need to do is we need to talk about how this spear interacts with your party. So, what effect does it have on a party? In that, is it only absorbing the ambition of one character, the character that is holding it, or is it kind of absorbing the you know what ambition I, you know what of everyone? Weirdly, actually, this item could be treated... I mean, it's been a bit of a goof, but it could be treated kind of seriously. Like, what you said was interesting, Zane. It's an abusive relationship. Mm. And if you have someone who's like... Like, don't, can't you see that when you're holding that thing, you're bo- Like, you're so boring. Like, we want to hang out with you. But when you're with this... When you're using the spear, it's like you're not even you. We don't We don't like you when you're around the spear. <laughs> exactly. And you're like... You just don't understand the spear like I do. Yeah, the spear's great, guys. The Megan, spear's going to change. Megan was a ruler. Remember that? How cool was that? Yeah, that was... It was really boring, though. Whatever. Shut up. I'm going to hang out with my spear. Okay. Yeah, interesting. So what... Uh, I guess what... Do you think that, that then that is a pure role play kind of within the party to to convince a party member of the danger of this... Of this this boringness spear. In a way, it's a bit like an '80s PSA about addiction. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's that's what I'm aiming for. I think that's the subtext. I'm also getting vibes of when you have a partner that your friends don't like, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could be a very cathartic <laughs> session for some groups. Yeah. <laughs> this oh. is how you tell your friend that they don't like their partner. You have you have them roll for this whole thing. Wait a minute. Why is the spear's name Anna? That's a weird the name of spear. It's just like it's my girlfriend's name. It's like yeah, it is, isn't it? She's right there. She's sitting well, next to him. Yeah, look, Dan, <laughs> what do you think about Anna the spear? Oh, she seems. Re- it seems not great. 
And now what do you think about your girlfriend, Adam? <laughs> Whoa. Wait, is this a metaphor? <laughs> oh, man, you got me. Fiction's right. not meant to be used to learn. <laughs> okay, I actually really like that. I, I think that it would be a fun, fun dynamic to play out. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, d- depending on on your group makeup, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if, if you've got really strong role players, I think that that would be really a really fun thing to play out. I, I remember when I was playing through Princes of the Apocalypse, each of the princes had an elemental weapon and each of the weapons basically gave you a curse which changed your personality. Um the way we got we only ever really had one weapon and the way we got around it is that the curse of the personality that it gave you was pretty much just my character's personality so <laughs> just kind of rude and ambitious uh, <laughs> so we were fine um, okay well let's go to the underwater tyrant uprising King yeah. Coleco underwater uprising works yeah. I like that um, King Coleco so now, if your role players are a bit more dastardly in nature and you just decide to, hey, oppressing this simple society of people underwater is fun and you'll ally with King Coleco and maybe you'll find an ally of mer people who will help you sometime later in your adventures. But if you're cool and you want to uprise, you've organised your uprising, you've got all of this, you've done the work and the intrigue, you've made your proper connections, you've knighted a lot of different kind of groups of, like, anti-establishment kind mm-hmm. of things um, so imagine you know any splitter group is now under the one banner to uh, go against King Coleco and you've done the work to in the under, underground catacombs and ancient kind of extra excavation to find the ancient tech mm-hmm. it's all there and you launch your uprising huzzah and you find that your compatriots they're very in tune with this tech like you can't you can barely work it you're still working it out there's probably high chance to fumble it and for them to jam on you but these people it's like it's in their genes they're so familiar with this tech and inevitably you defeat king coleco or maybe you don't depends how you play that but it becomes clear that the reason these people were so oppressed is because they made this technology or their ancestors did Mm. and the reason why this city's underground is because they were like carthage um, above and they were declaring war on everybody and because of their advanced kind of tech and their kind of knowledge of war and their ambition they were winning and so they were so the mer people kind of dragged them under the sea and kept them in check and put them back to their origins and just kept them there and just suppressed any kind of ambition and um yeah now you're presented with this choice of whether you let this civilization go its natural course and become this like kind of advanced warmongering city state i guess with you as its leader with you as its leader or ally (laughs) or do you you know try to put them down and End it. Yeah. yeah. How okay. do you play it? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's fun. Um, again, depending on the very different outcomes, depending on, on, on the, on the, on the teams party, yeah. That you, that you have. <laughs> oh, that's your hook, baby. Yeah, awesome. Uh, okay, so Dom, let's, uh, let's prestige this. All right, so obviously this sequence of events concludes with the big dance off, and you know, you, you work out depending on the way that the players are running the dance-off, you will want to have, like, contested roles and that sort of thing uh, for the actual dancer, or may end, like, you give yourself, you give it a few DCs, and, you know, it's just kind of like like, this part of it isn't as interesting for the actual person doing the dancing, because, you know, it's, uh, yeah. pro- like, yeah. probably, I mean, you might be able to flavor it up 
but for the other members of the party, this is where they probably need to be in the crowds doing the trying to make sure that nothing there's no funny business happening here <laughs> or maybe doing the funny business themselves let's be honest they're D, D players yes um so you know maybe someone tries someone with a crowbar is just waiting to take out the dancer's knees just as they're about to <laughs> enter the into the um i don't know the the water sphere the old the i tonya <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't going to call it the tonya harding but it's <laughs> yeah um yeah, it's like as they're about to enter the Blitzball arena from Final Fantasy X to do the dance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, someone in the crowds might be like with, a, with I don't know, an undersea bow and arrow. I was bad as arrow. And then it's like, that's not physics. Um, <laughs> so it's just like, we've got a, we've got a sniper in the, in the, in the stands, got to intercept it, that sort of thing. Or maybe the bard is just in, like, in the stands trying to be like, yeah, get, yeah, rile up the crowd yeah yeah you can have a yeah. sorcerer on special effects and exactly um so, you know someone's definitely going to try to turn it into the, like scenes from a knight's tale and getting people <laughs> to do the boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah that whole thing and yeah um either you win in which case let's be honest you're probably ha- gonna have to do a real fight against the against the prince because you know it's Dungeons and dragons and he's the bad guy uh, or maybe you lose and <laughs> whoops uh, then probably some member of your party you'll be like oh we've got to take on the prince now um, yeah, but yeah gotta go kill that's him. kind of like <laughs> yeah kind of moving past the past this part of the hook if it's a one shot you know have it end in a big fight if it seems like people are urging for that or if it's part of a larger campaign well you've just impacted the state of the world yeah, yeah absolutely that's, that's it yeah and then they, well I guess then you can go and find the the uh, the other heir approaching and, and help yep. him come come yeah. into power another way uh, because your dance yeah. skills were just not up to it yeah or or do they go to war and you say come on guys we're on about war and then you Im- improvise a dance that moves them so much they don't <laughs> war yeah to the song <laughs> war what is it good for <laughs> yes. I, I, like i think that like the bard is like creating an, a, a, the new anti-war song uh bust moves not heads <laughs> okay all right i think that's as, as good as good a note to end on as any uh so if you want to use any of these uh hooks in your games please feel free to do so and let us know how they go as always hooked podcast is produced under a creative commons attribution non-commercial no derivatives 4.0 international license this means you're free to share and redistribute the material in any way medium or format if you give appropriate credit don't use the material for commercial purposes and don't remix transform or build upon the material in any way without asking us first take a breath no i was upsetting (laughs) i don't need to breathe uh (laughs) and a dancer uh, and take care of yourselves during COVID-19. We will ed- we will attempt to continue giving you some hooks so that you can play your games online or in whatever safe format that you wish to. I've been Zane C. Weber here with Matthew Hannibal Butler. Oh, Matty Hannibal Butler. Darcy Jones. Big Ick Cobalt. Ew. And The Stranger. Yeah, that, that's me, the stranger. My voice kind of shifted over the course. To this. <laughs> By the way, I have a, sh- a new show called the Misto Museum of Mystery, Morbidity, and Mortality. It's about uh, a strange museum that used to exist before the fall of society. It's pretty good. You can find it on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. 
And I'll put a link in the show notes. Hooray. Yeah. I almost for I almost remember what joy feels like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, keep playing games, everyone. Objectively be bad? Yes. But that doesn't mean we can't learn from it. I'm Alex Smith. And I'm James Keogh. And on our new podcast, My Songs Suck, we talk to writers and musicians who share with us some of their earlier, less good content and reflect on how far they've come. If you want to get in on the fun, head to That's Not Canon Productions or find us on iTunes, Google Play, or whatever podcatcher you use. My Songs Suck, because everyone makes mistakes. Just make sure you record them. That's not kind of productions podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.